Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Yo, it's Aaron over at paperbagradio.com. And I just wanted to say happy birthday to Chopper Dave. hey Um, Happy birthday, dude. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how old you are. Uh, so I'm sure I'm hoping that they'll, uh, that they'll say on the, uh, on the show this eve, this evening, so I can uh, mock you for being old, because I'm sure you're quite a bit older than I am. Or maybe not. I don't know. Anyways, dude, happy fucking birthday. Uh, many more fucking birthdays. And, um, yeah. Oh, by the way, I needed to ask. Uh, no, I didn't have anything to ask. That completely slipped my mind. I was going to say, how's your wife and my kids? But I don't know if you have any kids. Uh, so I guess that's not really funny. Whoa, okay. Happy birthday. I love you. Welcome to episode 11 of the Media Sharks. Wolfman's Got Nards. Welcome to Awesome Town. Welcome to uh, another episode of Media Sharks. It's uh, Thomas and Mark alone. Phone number is 214-329-9827. We're alone because I guess we, uh, we're throwing a bit of an audible here. Uh, yeah, Dustin, Dustin has uh, ocular gonorrhea. and uh, What? Dave. Well, Dave was supposed to be on tonight. And uh, I got a phone call about 4 o'clock, I guess, and said that, Asked if we could cancel the show. Yeah. And Where did that phone call come from? Uh, it was from you, actually. Oh, okay, cool. I forgot. So you called, you forgot. Yeah, it's been a long day. Um, anyways. So it's uh, it's Dave's birthday. Or, well, it, rather, it will be a Monday. Yeah, but uh, the wife wanted a surprise. Yeah, she uh, had a little Dave. bit of a surprise plan. So surprise, Dave. You're hearing this on Friday morning. Uh, Do you know? I would hope he got it by now. What are the uh, big plans? What does she have planned for? Oh, him? I don't know. She's gonna surprise him. She just said she had a gift, and she's pregnant. She kind of had a dude. Not funny. Why isn't that funny? They want to get pregnant at some point. Um, I'm sure at some point. Dave would like to be pregnant. I'm not ready for that now. Whoa, really? You're not ready. Why is it up to you? You're not going to carry the twins. How do you know they're going to be twins? They want twins. Do they? You didn't know that? I know they wanted them someday. I don't know that they want them number one and number two. No. Okay. I don't know that they want them first. I don't know. Triplets? Uh, I'm pretty sure they don't want triplets. <laughs> to go from any number plus three is pretty bad. I mean, True. not bad, but God, I can't imagine. And all the homeless that Chopper Lauren likes to take in doesn't help. <laughs> That's news to me. So <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the um, the audible we're throwing is there is a great movie coming out on dvd next tuesday finally after 20 years and it's monster squad and uh i don't know do you remember monster squad from back in the 80s oh yeah i do the only reason it was, that was cool if is if you're a nerd it was basically like the goonies but with actual universal monsters dracula wolfman i believe uh the, the gill guy the, the creature, creature from the black lagoon creature from the black lagoon uh mummy and uh 
one other one I'm think I'm missing. Something else. It's a girl, I think. There's a girl bad guy too, I think, somewhere in there. Anyway, I remember it because it was like my second PG thirteen movie to be able to see in a house that I was the firstborn and PG thirteen movies were a big step and mm. mother was not really ready to take that step with me and I forced her. The first one was Adventures in Babysitting and <laughs> this was the second one. So it was you know, I haven't seen it since probably the early nineties. And I'm pretty sure I didn't see it after that first time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, maybe I did once, but... I, I saw it a few times. I liked on, it. I didn't it see good. it until it came out on VHS, so that was probably 88, 89. I'm sure um, that's maybe I watched it, too. Late 87, but uh, I know I watched it over and over again, and I just haven't seen it since then, because I think we'd rented it from a video store. And, uh, you know, and it hasn't been on DVD. You, could buy, uh, you can buy pirated copies at cons, at least you could up till now. Really? Uh, but I never had, I never purchased one. So I'm, we're going to legal of you. It is. It's very, I, I'm nothing but legal. Yeah, sure. Uh, but anyways, we're going to be talking to Fred Decker, who was the director of monster squad back in 87 and, uh, actually co-wrote the film with Shane black. Now if, I didn't bother to check up on this to either of them. What have do any, you uh, Dude, I work at work, so... I don't. Um, do any of them... Have they done anything else besides these two things? Yeah. Uh, this thing? You know, I don't know about Shane, um, but looking at... Looking. Looking at Fred. <laughs> right now, looking at him? Looking at He's right here next to me. Um, Hi, I'm holding him gently, rubbing his head. Uh, he did episodes of uh, Enterprise, uh, the... Directed episodes? Directed episodes of the uh, okay. l- the latest Star Trek the incarnation. Scott Bakula. Uh, yeah, exactly. And last time I heard, and I'll ask him about this, but uh, he has supposedly got a production set up with James Cameron's company, Lightstorm, uh, some apocalyptic mm. film. So, anyways. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Like, that is to come out soon? I don't know. It's not on IMDb yet, so I assume oh. he's still writing it, if it's still in development. So you're going to ask him about it? I'm going to ask him about what it. What did you hear the rumor about, if it's not on IMDb? I, I'd read about it. A few months ago, they had the 20th anniversary screening in uh, Austin at the uh, Draft House, and uh, they had talked about it there at the screening. I saw some video on Google. and uh, Interesting. Yeah. So he also did, uh, after Monster Squad, he did If Looks Could Kill, uh, some Tales from the Crypt episodes, and RoboCop 3. That looks like and then the screenplay to that. Yeah, exactly. Sweet, so. dude. I love RoboCop. <laughs> All right, let's welcome to the show Fred Decker, the director of the much-celebrated movie Monster Squad, which comes out on DVD July 24th, and it's the uh, 20th anniversary edition. Um, Fred, it's been uh, 20 years, roughly, since you directed the movie. Um, first, how, how does it feel to finally have this on DVD? Well, it's fantastic. For many years, it's only been available either on cable or on uh, uh, really crummy-looking pan-scan VHS video. So to, to see it remastered in its original widescreen format is, is really wonderful. And uh, Lionsgate has also done a 5.1 Dolby uh, mix, which which uh, is absolutely uh, true to the original mix. And uh, it's really the best the movie's looked or sounded since it came out. So... So, uh, being available only in VHS for many years, there was also the pirated copies available for, you know, what, 15, 10, 15 years on DVD. Maybe it's been 10 years. Yeah. Um, did you did you get angry? Did you ever see those, I assume, when if you went to conventions? And, and did you get angry when you saw those? 
Well, you know, the, the, the people who love this movie really love it, and, and I can't blame them for getting it any way they can. The uh, Japanese Laserdisc, which I, which I did see, uh, was, was pretty good, because at least it was, uh, it was letterboxed widescreen. I mean, I don't blame... <laughs> I, I obviously do not condone, uh, condone people pirating, but uh, if that's the only way you can see the movie, that's the only way you can see the movie. Uh, so can you tell us, there, there's been rumors for, I don't know, as long as I can think back, since I wanted to see it again since I was a kid, that there was a lot of um, fighting over the, the rights to the movie, and that's why it took so long to come out on DVD. Can you tell us the real story and what happened and, and why, I mean, what, ha- what changed now that we're finally getting this 20th anniversary edition, or in time for the 20th anniversary? Well, I, you know, I don't know that fighting over the rights is... is uh as kind of accurate uh, an assessment as kind of ignoring the rights. I mean, this, mm. this picture did not do well when it opened, and uh, nobody really kind of gave two craps for it for, for quite some time. So the copyright changed hands several times from, from different companies. Uh, the original distributor was TriStar, but the movie was made by a company called Cast Barish, which went out of business, and TriStar is a... Um, is uh, a spinoff of Columbia, which was bought by Sony, but at that point they had sold it to Spelling Entertainment, who was absorbed by Paramount, which is owned by Viacom. So you can see it's kind of a labyrinth. Wow. Um, wow. And, and, and finally, the hero of the story is a guy named Michael Felcher, who produced the DVD. Mm-hmm. And what Michael, what Michael did was he'd been working at places like Anchor Bay and doing special um, uh, extras for DVDs, and he was a huge fan of the of the movie, and he noticed in a trade paper that the, a library with this title was uh, owned by Lionsgate. So he called them up and said, "Guys, I think uh, I think you have lightning in the bottle here. I'd love to produce it." And they said, "Yes." So were you surprised by the reaction when you guys went down to the uh, Alamo Draft House in Austin? I believe it was February of this year, and you guys had the screening. Were you surprised by the overwhelming reaction to the screening? I was blown away. I was blown away. It was two sold-out shows. It was actually last April, I think, um, Easter. It was on Easter Sunday. Two sold-out shows, Mm -hmm. packed house, and um, the crowd went nuts, and it was uh, was a real, um, really gratifying experience. How do you you feel? Because you've got one of the the most memorable lines to come out of the 80s. Wolfman's got nards. Yeah, Um, yeah. I mean, being the writer, you wrote with Shane Black. How does it feel to, to be that guy, to have one of the most memorable lines? Well, the fact of the matter is, um, Shane and I at the time were very close, and uh, I can't remember hmm. kind of who wrote what. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume it's that, that line is Shane's because he tends to, his humor tends to, to gear towards sort of, you know, below the waist more than mine. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so I don't actually know who wrote Wolfman's Got Nards. Oh, you're being too modest. Um, so can you, take, <laughs> can you take us back to 1985-86, that era, and, and tell us how it got started, where the idea came from? 1985-86, I was making a, a movie called Night of the Creeps, mm-hmm. and um, it, it, it was a horror comedy, which are really tricky to pull off. And I've always loved them, but they're very delicate uh, uh, animals to tame, and I think very few have ever pulled it off. I think American Werewolf in London is, is probably the most, it's probably the only modern picture I can think of that pulls it off. But, but I, when I was a kid, I, I loved uh, Abbott and Costello and Frankenstein. And I loved the Universal Monster movies by themselves, and I loved all of the, the, the white comedians 
you know, W.C. Fields and the Marx Brothers and the Little Rascals and, and, and Bud and Lou, and I said, well, why don't we do, I turned to Shane and I said, what if we did the Little Rascals meet the Universal Monsters? Mm. And um, we concocted this crazy yarn about Dracula coming to uh, try and tip the balance of good and evil and, and recruiting all of his, uh, his minions, uh, the famous monsters that we know, and, uh, and uh, we wrote it fairly quickly and we set it up pretty quickly, too, because... Uh, Nobody knew who I was, and uh, you're never hotter. No one nobody knows who you are. <laughs> you haven't had a chance to fail yet. Yeah. So um, how did you hook up with Shane Black for the idea? Well, we were, we were friends in college, so mm-hmm. hooking up is the wrong way to put it because we spent we, we basically together every day. <laughs> so um, we went to college at UCLA together and were part of a group of, of wonderful, um, talented, young directors and uh, many of whom have gone on to great great fame and fort I want to pull hello I'm so sorry guys oh no no worries so you're talking about uh, you and Shane Black I believe yeah and uh, our, our whole our whole group of um, college chums we, we formed this kind of it's kind of an un, uh, unofficial fraternity of, of mm-hmm. film buffs and uh it was really a great time, and uh, Jim Hersfeld, who wrote Meet the, Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers, was one of us, and uh, David Silverman, who's got the Simpsons movie about to come out, and, and me and Shane, and guys like Jay Cappy and Ryan Rowe and Robert Renault. It, uh, it was a great time. So, do you think you and Shane will ever get back together and write again? Well, you know, I'd love to. He's, you know, we've gone our separate ways uh, uh, professionally, but mm. uh, he's, a, he's a great writer. And uh, Monster Squad was his first script, so I'm, I'm, I, I can kind of take credit for discovering him. Well, hey, going back to the movie, did you ever catch any flack or anything for uh, the kids smoking on the movie? Hello? All right, so that was um, that's part one of the Fred Decker interview. And right now I'm by myself. Uh, sitting in front of all the microphones because Thomas had to take off. Unfortunately, we had a lot of technical difficulties. Uh, his phone died the first time, and we're not sure what happened the second time. We couldn't get a hold of him. So that's part one. We're going to try to follow up on Saturday. So maybe I'll post another episode on uh, maybe Sunday morning, maybe Saturday night. Um, if not, we do appreciate Fred's time, of course, and uh, everybody should go out and buy Monster Squad on Tuesday, July 24th. All right, so if you uh, want to contact us, you can call us at 214-329-9827. And yes, I'm running the board by myself right now, uh, stretching across the table. Uh, I don't have an email address, a real one still, for some reason, because I'm lazy. Uh, but you can still email us at breakroom at gmail.com. Uh, go check out Pop Syndicate, popsyndicate.com. You can find all the podcasts there, such as Paperback Radio from paperbagradio.com and Pickled Embryo at pickledembryo.com. Uh, there's also a lot of reviews and stuff at Pop Syndicate, and there's a lot of something I'm missing here, and I can't remember what it is. So hopefully we have a part two on Saturday, and I'll be much more together. And it will probably be me by myself again. Um, I guess that's it. Out go, out go, out. Another breakout media podcast. Stick it in your auditory orifice. Boom.